So what happened this week? What, what happened this week while I was on vacation? Oh my gosh, it was glorious. No, no, nobody had to get pushed to get something done fast. The call, the closings happened like they were supposed to. We're buying, we're selling, we're borrowing money, all without me. Yeah, that's what happened. Yep. So nothing new, really. Nobody, You're, nobody got. Do y'all have, anybody have a birthday? Nope. No, uh, no, I, I no, missed, no. I missed your, um, Sam's birthday. Yeah, we had the, that, we, I was here for that. We had the birthday celebration, but you didn't go. You were busy doing something. I, don't I was remember. in Rock Hill. Yeah, you were working. Yeah. Um, no, nothing like, you know, life altering or anything. Just normal work stuff. It was kind of quiet, actually. <clears throat> quiet because I'm not around. <laughs> and, and it wasn't just you. The other one, the other loud person in the office wasn't around. Stephanie wasn't there. Mm-mm. How did I know it was her? <laughs> so we're so Stephanie She's was probably off listening for, right for now. Spring break too. Yeah. And so no wonder. <clears throat> and then Adriana was off Thursday and Friday because the kids' school. And of course our our trooper, little red hen, she was there every day. Who's that? Caitlin. Well, and, she's about not to be there. Yeah, and of course Brian and Kathy and Samuel and. uh Roger came and went a couple times. And you were there. Yeah, I was when there. When you got there. Oh, actually, hey, you'd have been proud of me, man. I got there before nine o'clock a couple of days. Really? Mm-hmm. How'd you, how did you swing that? I just got up and left the house. Did you set the alarm or something? My alarm's set every day. Doesn't mean it does me a whole lot of good. <laughs> you, you, you have an alarm set, but it's not a have to. Right, yeah, it's just kind of a. It just wakes you up and bothers you some morning. It's more, yeah, you know, it's more of a bother than anything. It just kind of tells me, you know, probably when you get ready, you should probably think about getting up and going to that place you call work. It's not really work, truthfully. You know, I mean, you've talked about this before. It's, it's not work to us, but that that building that we occupy and stuff gets done. <laughs> you should get up and go to that. <laughs> Anyway, if you want to get involved this morning in what we're talking about, the number here is 864-235-9405. That's 235-9405. I've been on vacation for a week, so I'm going to learn what I missed. So, uh, Tracy, tell me really, did we get anything new? Did we buy anything? Did we close anything? Nothing really happened? No, this is, this is what makes you breathe every day, isn't it? You got to know that we just, we, we bought something, <laughs> we sold something. Sometimes we just need to just kind of take care of business. It's the in between. What? What? Like what? What was the? What's the in between of real estate? You know, insurance and tenants paying and talking to the person that's in charge of our property management stuff and uh, talking to other property management companies we use um, about taking care of our mortgage payments on some of our bigger stuff, so we don't have to deal with that. Um, you know, a little boring stuff, boring stuff to you, you know, which is kind of boring to me too, but it's just a necessary part of the business. So do we take care of all that? Do we get and, oh, the and property management companies start making our mortgage payments on the stuff that we don't manage? Yeah. And, and it's really going to happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So now definitely. what's left for us to do on um, that stuff? Well, we will actually have to receive our all, all of our money to pay our own insurance because we have a big blanket policy. And getting different management companies to pay different pieces of one policy. Oh. Forget about it. So that's what happened while I was gone. They said that'd be a nightmare. You learned that people don't share a blanket. You don't share a blanket in insurance. That's right. You don't share a blanket. It, mm-hmm. It's not like sharing 
like like the once or twice when you and know, I've had to sleep in the same bed. You go, you do the. We well, don't have to tell everybody we that. We do the over under. Yeah, the over under. Like when you're in college. We, yeah, well, that way you don't touch. Right. Exactly. Well, you might touch, but you don't really touch touch. <laughs> okay, though. Because there's a sheet between you and your not partner in the bed with you. Okay, Does that makes sense. We, it makes perfect sense so to with me. the blanket insurance policy. Oh it, do we? Why do we do it with a blanket? Why do we do it with a blanket? Is it less expensive or something? You know, now that we've been doing this for a couple of years, I'm not even really sure I understand why. Because I don't think it makes anything easier for any of us, and I don't think it's any cheaper. I think it's just a place that you can have all your multifamily property and your commercial property. Under one policy, you're dealing with that one agent, which you could still be dealing with one agent with multiple policies. But they encouraged us to do it a few years ago, and we we fell for it hook, line, and sinker. And they gave us a book. I'm not. Oh my gosh, the book. Yeah, they. <laughs> you and I went over to the to their office, and they gave us two books, one a piece that were exactly the same. We know where yours went. I mean, it had like a hundred pages. What do you mean you know where mine went? It's up on some shelf somewhere and never be looked at again. Of course, yeah. I looked at like the first five pages of mine and mine followed yours up on the shelf. Yeah. It's just a bunch of fluff. It's kind of like a commercial appraisal. You ever really looked at a commercial appraisal? They're like 982 pages and I only need the page that says what it's worth. But there's all of this. Now there's some real data in there about, you know, rent rolls and different stuff but then a lot of it's just fluff well that sounds exciting yeah what, really exciting what really happened this week so you found out you can't use the blanket with the different people that are paying our mortgages yep are we getting paid though are the are the mortgage people paying us like from the properties we own the mortgage people no i mean the the property manager people yeah the property manager people they, they're paying us they handle the mortgage payments and they collect all the rents, and then what's left after repairs and maintenance, normal stuff, they pay us. <sighs> Excuse me. And uh, and what? And that's it. I mean, it's really exciting, man. I mean, there ain't a whole lot to it, really. We need to go buy something it. new because, I mean, if we're buy- we already own all this stuff. Just so can't we- stand it for not buying something new. Yeah. So when are we going to Lantana? Um, I don't know. Whenever you want to go. Not this week. Not this week. That'd be, that'd be Why not? Maybe next. What's going on this week? Just got stuff going on. I'm leaving Thursday. Where are you going? I'm off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Where are you going? Hope you got somebody to do the radio with you next week. Where are you going? I'm going to Valdosta, Georgia. Is there a football game or something? South Georgia Motor Sports Park. Not People Sports Park. Motor Sports Park. <laughs> that sounds exciting. Yeah, I can tell. Drive straight. As fast as you can. Did you race this past week? I raced this last Thursday, yes. Yeah, how much, how much, uh, I mean, you wear out any tars? Uh, uh, every time you go, you wear them out a little bit more. You didn't wear them completely out? No, no. Didn't do a burnout special or anything? No, they'll last a whole season. They usually. Did? Yeah, they last me a whole season. And what about your nitrous? Did you, did you uh, use a bunch of that? Yeah, I did. Did it, is it going up or down? The price of nitrous? No, it's, it's, it's affordable right now. It's like five bucks a pound. <laughs> did you see what happened to the stock market yesterday? Uh-uh. It went down. Did it? I don't Like 600 and something points. I don't pay attention to the stock market except for to hear what you tell me in an occasional blurb I hear from somebody else. So I know how to tell our lenders how they can invest and lend to us and make a fixed, you know, 6% or 8% depending on the deal. Oh, speaking of that. That's a lot better than stock market. I talked to one of our lenders this week, and he's 
he's getting paid back on a deal next week. And, uh, he said, I, I gotta, I gotta get some more money to work. He said, every time I get my, you know, I got a little money in a little savings account or a little CD or something. And every time I get this statement, it's paying like 1% a year. He said, it's disgusting. I said, well, I can fix that real quick. <laughs> That's right. Cause we got an opportunity for 120,000 at 8%. If you're interested in making 8% on 120 grand, um, we've got 20 houses under contract. 20 of them, right? Yeah, 20, right? 20 or 21. Yeah. In the same neighborhood. Yeah. So we're going to have to build more houses. So if we, we can't build more houses without more money. These houses are selling for 200,000 and up. So if you want to lend 120 and make 8% on your money, give me a call at 864-444-7650. That's 864-444-7650 or go to jasondiller.com to learn about how we borrow money. Coming up on the first break of the show, now will be a great time to call in and get your questions answered about anything to do with real estate. The number here to call to be on air is 864-235-9405. That's 864-235-9405. Hi, this is senior coach Steve Champa with Online Trade Academy and co-host of Bulls and Bears. Do you realize the average American has their money sitting in a 401k account? There's over 60 million 401k accounts in the United States, and most Americans have no clue how they make money or lose money in that account. Do you also realize that over the course of a 25-year investing lifetime, the average 401k will cost the holder of that 401k $155,000 in fees and commissions? Do you understand what that does to any profitability you have? Do you also realize that you can only make money if the market goes up? Tune in to Bulls and Bears every week and learn the skills to take better control of that money. Online Trading Academy's Bulls and Bears, Sunday at noon on 94.5 WGTK, The Answer. Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. If you want to get in touch with me, my phone number is 864-444-7650 or you can go to my website, jasondillard.com. We're real estate investors and I'm a broker here in the upstate, but I don't put people in the back of my pickup truck and drive them around and show them houses. I am the principal in the transactions I'm involved in, which means I'm the buyer, the seller. I am the leaseor, the lessor, the leasee, the mortgagee, the mortgageor. I'm one of the, the integral parts of the transaction. Unless I, I might be an agent, maybe, but probably not. Probably not earning a commission on just about anything. I, I might earn a commission every blue moon, but I'm not probably not earning a commission. On the big stuff, you are. On the big stuff, well, I like earning commissions. Yeah. So if um, you're interested in learning more about what we do, you can go to jasondiller.com. We're having a need right now for 120000 at 8% on houses we're building up near Hollywild in Inman. We've got a neighborhood up there where we bought 88 lots and started building houses and the houses kept selling. And all of a sudden we have 20 houses under contract to sell. So we need some more cash to build houses faster. So if you want to lend 120 and make an 8% return on your money and get a mortgage against the house that's worth at least 200, now's a great time to call 864 444 Seven six five zero. Um, 
Of course, if you don't have 120 and you have less, we've got other opportunities too. So don't not call if you only have 50 or 60 or 70,000 to invest. Yeah, and to, don't forget, you can use your retirement accounts to invest. We need 80 right now on a condo. House, a house worth 120. Condo. So we got a, that's a 6% deal. We'll make payments. Okay. So you lend 80 grand, you get 400 a month for as long as you want it. And you have a first mortgage against something that's worth 120, 125. But, and we know that it's worth that much because we've sold a handful of these. Oh, speaking of that, we had a closing on one of those this path, this week. Oh, you said we didn't have any closings. I forgot. So, you know, you call me all, you call me like on the spot and I can't think. So we sold something as you can. So we, we sold one of those condos and we made money. And yeah, and another one of those condos went under contract Friday. So not this one I need to borrow the 80 grand on. We're keeping it for a while, but we have several in this complex. The, which one went under contract? One of the ones that we have or one of the ones we manage? It's one of the ones that we own in the way we own them all. So I don't have them all memorized. That doesn't really matter at this point right now, but we're selling them. So we're selling condos. Yeah. What about seller financing condos? That's happening, but not as rapidly as you would have liked. Okay. So if you're interested in buying a condo and you're not bankable, we have some condos that we're selling and we're selling with financing and tailors. What we're finding, what Scott's finding is they're, they're retailing more successfully than seller financing. There's something about the project, uh, the, the, the property type, the location, something. I mean, it's a great location, but the, I don't know what it is, but it just, it's just doesn't, you know, we've, we've had a few trickle in, but it's not like our scattered single family houses, um, you know, or a mobile home, for example. You know, you do the owner financing offer, and a week or two, boom, somebody wants it in a down payment, and they're living there, just like, you know, what we manage for ourselves and a lot of our clients. But these condos, for some reason, it just hadn't. So if you want to buy a condo and you're not bankable, go to FlexibleSeller.com, and you'll become blank- blankable. You'll become bankable. FlexibleSeller.com, like fe- flexible like a bendy straw. Yep. Flexible like a hose pipe. You, you're, it's a very flexible seller because we're the seller and we're flexible. So go to flexibleseller.com. The to, older I'm getting, the less flexible I am. Me too. I'm getting to, I, you know, I told you that when I first started buying and selling real estate, I'd bump into the crotchety old man driving a pickup truck and you'd call him and ask him questions about his property and he'd just be all gruff and mean and, you know, people complain about how he doesn't help the tenant and doesn't do anything for them and, I think I'm becoming more and more like that. No, I meant less flexible like I don't move around as good as I used to. Oh, you can't touch your toes. <laughs> you can't, you can't touch your toes as easy as I, you used to. Go. Right. I can still touch them, but not, it's, it's a, it's a work in process. Yeah. It's work. So I'm, I'm, I'm less flexible because, I mean, we've helped people. It's like how many times, it's, it's kind of like the Incredibles. Did you see where the, the new Incredibles is coming out? Yeah. It's going to be pretty good. Yeah. 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 I like Incredibles. That's but you know how he, he fixes the world. Yeah. He saves the world. Can't it just stay saved for a minute? <laughs> they broke it again. I mean, I, I, sometimes that's how I feel about some of the deals that we're doing with the families that we have. I mean, I've had Tracy. Tra- how long have we been working together, Tracy? 12 years. So when did we meet? 2006. On what day? It was November the 19th. So how do you, and, and when did you start working with me? The, the November 22nd. So I mean, you hired me basically on the spot on that 19th and then. 
Okay, and and in, in the beginning, you listened to what I said. Yeah, and you absorbed it, absorbed, uh, absorbed, slowly. absorbed. It took a little while. And 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 what did I say about the waving the magic wand for the tenant? Oh, this ain't gonna work. You but, just, you just but, tell them this ain't gonna work. Well, but we're explain gonna to the listening audience what waving the magic wand means. I don't really think we should elaborate on that too much. Uh, why not? <laughs> I just don't. Awkward silence. Uh-oh, no, we've had no, we've had people that we've we've you know, we're in the people business, so you know, we we buy and sell property, we own rental property, but really, who occupies those properties? They're just people, and some people wake up every day and do the right thing, but sometimes life gets in the way, and somebody has a struggle, and we go to that family and we help them. So we've had instances, plenty of instances over the years where a family would get behind, would go listen to their struggles, you'd wave the magic wand, poof, you're current. You just became current. You're not behind anymore. Forget about it. So you you got a clean start, okay? You should be okay from here on out, right? Doesn't work. Usually. Yeah, I, I tell them, prove me wrong. Yeah, prove me wrong. Show so me I've, it will work. I'm going to wave the magic wand, yeah. and I'm going I'm to give you your current. You don't owe me a dime now. Just pay rent next month. But this won't work because I've done it before, and it's never worked. Yeah, I want you to be the first one that shows me that it, will, it can work. Right. And inevitably. So that's why you become the crotchety old landlord. So you wave the magic wand. A hundred times or whatever through your career and it never works. So then you're like, well, why would I even wave it again? Why? I mean, why? Why would I even wave the magic wand? I guess because you're trying to help people again. Well, we had a, I mean, uh, this isn't really a great topic necessarily, but it just comes with a business. So we bought a house last year and we mistakenly didn't get possession of the property the day we bought it. Oh, really? Yeah. How did that happen? That's, that's, sounds like a rookie mistake. That's a rookie mistake. And thankfully it wasn't me and you that made it, but it's still at the end of the day. It's our business and our house. So it's okay. Don't pout. We'll get you out. So we worked, you know, we worked it out. Um, we got enough money to carry the person for five or six months to give them time to work it out to get moved. So we owned the house, bought it from the person living in it. And guess what we just had to do like this week? Start an eviction? No, no, we had to finish the eviction. Do a full blown set out? Full blown set out of all the stuff that she's had six months to move. Plenty of conversations about it. We actually showed up at the, at the set out last week. The constable was to an hour late. We had two worker people, as you call them down there to do it. When the constable got there an hour late, they said, you don't have enough people. I, n- I want four people. We're going to reschedule this for next week. So that bought her another free week. So we show back up with the four people this week and unfortunately had to set out somebody we bought a house from. We've only had to do that twice. Three, no, three times. Three times from memory, yeah. No, no, four times, four times. <laughs> you keep talking, it, you remember another one. The, the, the condo on Pelham Road with the, that we sold to Murray. No, we didn't have to set her out though. We just had to help her move her stuff. She was moved. That's, well, we had to, yeah, yeah. we had to pay, pay, pay somebody to help her move. Okay. Yeah. So that wasn't a real set out with the constable. No. Um, the Sox family. 
they had to do a set out on, they had to do a writ of ejectment over off of East North Street. The foreclosure they bought, that, that owner was still there. Yeah. The one in Woodruff. The one in Woodruff. And this one. Which was a, now that wasn't a set out, that was an eviction. He just moved. He moved, right? The one in Woodruff? Yeah, I think we didn't. We, we learned the hard way how the eviction process works in Woodruff. <laughs> in the winter. If you don't go on the day that they're there, then they're not there. <laughs> it's not, it's not an everyday thing to have a, uh, the judge is full time, but part time at different locations. So I, I'm full time, but part time at different locations. Yeah, exactly. The judge was, you know, in Woodruff two days a week, and Duncan another day, and another place another day. So, if the day and they don't do mail mail in eviction filings, so you have to drive down there. So if you drive down there and that's the day they ain't there, guess what? You just burn up gas for nothing. Yep, that's right. So. <laughs> Um, if you're interested in learning more about what we do, go to my website, jasondiller.com. We're in a need. We have a need right now for 120000 at 8%. It's 120000 at 8% on houses that are worth $200,000. Um, we do have a need for 80000 at 6% that where you receive payments. That's a great opportunity for a retirement account that you may have to do some required minimum distributions. So you have some cash coming back in the account every month so that you can take the money out at the end of the year. Um, that's eighty thousand six percent against the property worth one twenty. Give me a call at eight six four 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 seven six five zero. That's eight six four 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 seven six five zero to learn more about what we do. Um, gotta come talk to me. You know, we're just like Tracy said, we're a people business. Call us, make an appointment, come into our office. Let's get to know one another so that we can help your money make more money. So give us an opportunity to help you. Um, bottom of the hour break right now. Now is a great time to call in. Um, the number to get on the air live is 864-235-9405. That's 864-235-9405 to get involved. Don't go anywhere. We have a special guest that's just called in. Um, we're going to talk about exchanges. How does it work with real estate exchanges? We're going to talk about that when we return. We'll be right back. If you're behind on payments and need a little cash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need to sell fast. Call 444-7650. Call 444-7650. If you're tired of tenants, toilets, and trash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need a little cash. Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. If you want to get in touch with me and get a question answered on the air, the number here is 864-235-9405. Um, if you've been listening for the last couple of weeks, we've had a couple of people call in that's going to be coming into Greenville um, to attend a marketing session in May. And next, we have an actual real live counselor from Rock Hill, South Carolina, Mark Mayfield, CCIM, SEC with SVN. Mark. Good morning. That's a lot of initials. Yeah, when you look at the when you, that's how that's how you tell how important people are. It's like a doctor with a bunch of PhDs. Yeah, marks, and, marks a CCIM, SVN, SEC. Um, do you have an MBA, Mark? The CPM. Ah, how did I forget that? Certified um, property manager. Property manager. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So the CC. Okay, the, C, the CC. Okay, wait a minute. Slow down. CCIM is 
certified certified commercial no, 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 no. commercial commercial investment um something member member, member. okay and then the what's the other one CPM the CPM and the SEC is Society of Exchange Counselor and SVN That's is right. the brokerage SVN is is uh used to be Sperry Van Ness but they shortened it that's right. Yeah. So, Mark, welcome. Um, he's a great friend of mine. He and I actually room together when we go on these um, trips to these different marketing sessions all over the country. Y'all don't do the over-under, do you? We don't sleep in the same bed. <laughs> we don't sleep in the same bed. Mark, that, Mark I, I hope I you missed I that earlier. But I don't I, sleep at all because Jason snores so loud it wakes up the whole hotel. Yeah, I snore, but he, Mark has to use an actual device. A sound making device that sounds like you're landing or taking off with a like a seven forty seven jet engine. We get real personal on the air with the whole world listening, Mark. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad to know none of my friends in Rock Hill are listening. Yeah, there are well, you know? <laughs> how do you know some of the other counselors may be online right now listening? There are um, no secrets well, with Dillard. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're a commercial broker or you own commercial property, you want to hang on for a minute and learn what we're about to talk about. You can go to the website secounselors.com, which is the website for the Society of Exchange Counselors. Mark is a member of the Society of Exchange Counselors and um, has been attending their meetings for years. So, Mark, tell me about the first marketing session in Charlotte that you went to. What was it like? What did it? What did it? What did it do for you? Well, the first one I went to, I'd been in the business for 20 years, but I'd never heard some of the things that were discussed and talked about, and it it literally blew my mind. But I knew there was something to it, so I said, I'm going to keep coming until I either uh, make money and, and get a part of this group or until they kick me out, and so I guess it worked. So what was different about it? What was different about anything else that you had done in the past? Well, just the, the creativity um, talking about how to structure deals in very creative ways that I'd never heard of or thought of that, um, you know, they talk a lot about benefits, how, um, instead of, you know, how much money a seller is going to get, what are the benefits that the seller is looking for and what are the benefits that they're going to receive by structuring the deal with this way. And the whole, the whole idea behind it is it's got to be a, a win-win transaction. It's got to be good for the buyer, good for the seller. So, when you when you set those deals up based on benefits that the seller will receive, um, it, it, it typically turns out that way a lot better than just talking about price, which is a traditional deal. So when you're talking to the agents in your market and you're asking the questions that you would ask at a marketing session, what's the odds that the, the other broker is going to know the answers to those questions? Well, very slim. I was in the same boat when I first started. Um, you know, the kind of questions that I ask now is, well, you know, what, why is the seller selling? And, you know, what kind of debt do they have on the property? Or is it free and clear? And, you know, most brokers or even some owners say, well, what, what difference does that make? Well, it makes a big difference in how to structure a deal that, uh, again, gives the seller the benefits that they're looking for as well as the buyer. So how do you overcome trying to get an offer presented in your local market in the same way you could get an offer presented in a marketing session? Do you have a, a method to to making sure the other broker understands that you're not trying to, 
do something sneaky, you just need some more information to get an actual offer presented? How do you do that? Well, most of the time, I just, uh, again, ask the questions and say, look, you know, get, get me as many answers as you can so we can talk about a, a proposal. And then I'd like to sit down in front of the, the seller myself with their broker there and, you know, just talk and discuss what their needs are, what benefits they're seeking, what they're trying to really accomplish. Because you know, I always say, well, just because, you know, you've got, uh, you may get cash from a transaction, you're not going to, bury the cash in your mattress, you're not going to eat the cash, you're not going to, you're going to do something with that cash. So what is the real reason you're selling? What are you looking to redeploy that cash into and, and figure out a way to to solve whatever issues or whatever problems or whatever benefits they're seeking? So why would a broker that's never heard of equity marketing want to attend the meeting coming up in Greenville? What would be a the pull for them to be there? Well, the biggest thing is just a way to make uh, additional money and, and generate additional income um, because not every deal is going to close in a traditional manner, whereas, you know, you get cash and go to the bank for financing for whatever reason. Uh, either there's a price gap or, you know, the property won't appraise or there's a myriad of reasons somebody won't, a buyer's not willing to pay what the seller thinks the property is worth, et cetera. So uh, traditionally, you just uh, drop it and move on. But through you know equity marketing and, and thinking creatively and structuring deals, in this way, you're able to increase your odds of, of getting the deal closed, whereas before I would just had given up and say, well, on to the next potential deal. And you've told me in the past that your partner doesn't understand it because not every broker is going to enjoy it and understand how equity marketing works. So it yeah, took, it took him everybody. a while. It took him a while to understand that you should keep going to these meetings and bringing in commissions, but he still didn't really understand it. Yeah, that's correct. And again, it's not for everybody. Um, you know, everybody is different. Some people like, you know, steak. Some people like chicken. So it's it's just a, a matter of personal preference. And Mark likes both, by the way. I know what he likes. He likes everything. <laughs> he finishes the plate. You know, if I can't finish something, I just give it to him when we're on these trips. Mark and I get along great when we go out to eat because, you know, what I, what I tell people here when they ask where I want to go or what do I want, and I'm like, I'm like a dog. Just put it in front of me and I'll eat it. And if you just tuned in, I'm Jason Diller. This is Tracy Holtzclaw. we got Mark Mayfield, who's a uh, Society of Exchange Counselor, CCIM, CPN, something another with SVN in Rock Hill. And um, he's a member of the Society of Exchange Counselors, who are coming to Greenville in May. If you want to learn more about what they do, go to their website, secounselors.com, secounselors.com. And it's a it's a pretty exclusive group, isn't it, Mark? What what does it take to become a uh, an SEC? Well, the, the thing I really like about the group is they very much uh, vet the people. I mean, you typically don't become a member until you've been to, I don't know, probably 20, 30 meetings over a three, four, five-year um, span because they want to make sure that the the folks that are becoming a part of the group are have high ethics, are, um, you know, legit, and that they, they treat people right and, you know, that they, they do business because we, we do a lot of business together amongst ourselves, and so we want to make sure that, people we're dealing with are, are very trustworthy and um, have have high ethics, so that's very important to us. 
So yeah. you're not going to mess up but once, are you? Yeah, that's right. I mean, they they take it very seriously. If you yeah. if you purposely take advantage of somebody, I mean, you're out. They'll give you the boot, which yeah. you know, which is a good thing in my mind. Yes. And there's only about a hundred in the nation, so it's really that's exclusive. Right. So, um, Society of Exchange Counselors, go to their website secounselors.com. Um, there's a marketing session coming up in May here in Greenville. You have to be a licensed agent to attend. And you have to have a invitation, but you can go to the website and request an invitation um, if you want to um, try to get an invitation. Isn't that something you got to ask for an invitation to get an invitation? Is that kind of like if you were having a party at your house? I'd have to go on. I'd have to go on a website and ask you if you'll invite me to come to your party. Yeah, that's the way it works. Sorry for busting up your Black Panther party. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> no, Mark. Kidding. Hey, man, did you have a good um, break? Yeah, we did. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. I we saw on Facebook time. we all had a good time. Yeah, we'll have to talk later about your uh, that exchange we're working on with those two houses. Yeah, I tried to get an answer, and Mark. That and out. I tried to get an answer this week about what we were doing, and, and Mike's like, well, shoot, Jason's on spring break, Mark's on spring break, not together, of course. And I said, well, I guess we'll just have to wait till they're both back to get anything done. Yep. All right, man. I'll talk well, to you later. Uh, all right, Mark. All right. See you. Thank you. All right, Bye. there goes Mark Mayfield. He's a SEC. He's a Society of Exchange Counselor. Go to SECSECounselors.com to learn more about what they do. When we come back, we want to talk more about real estate, maybe a little bit about exchanging, maybe a little bit about other things or what you want to talk about because you can call in right now at 864-235-9405. That's 864-235-9405. And you can drive the conversation. We'll be right back. Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Diller. If you want to sell a property fast, give me a call at 864-444-7650. We're in the market to buy real estate here in the upstate. If you've got some land, we might buy it. If we've, you've got a warehouse or an industrial building, we could make an offer on that. If you have a uh, strip center, we, we like those too. Office, houses, um, just anything. So give us an opportunity to make an offer on your property at 864-444-7650. Um, we're in the process of selling some condos right now. Um, we're in the process of developing neighborhoods. Um, we just bought a, a apartment building not too long ago that we're having to replace the roofs and the windows and the siding and everything that had vinyl. The vinyl on the outside of the house, of some of them were good, but then the vinyl on the other ones weren't. So we had to take the vinyl off of some, and then some of the windows were fine, and some of the windows were plywood curtain covered. So we had to take off the plywood curtains and put in some other windows. See how that works? You what? put in some other windows. Which property are you talking about? The one in Sumter. Oh, okay. And and then we got some apartments that we're selling, and then when we sell those apartments, we're going to do an exchange into a strip center in Charlotte. And, um, buy a little strip center. It's got a Jackson Hewitt in it. And, um, and we just closed on a, uh, brewery. So we got a brewery that we're, that we're on, we own. Well, we closed on the building. We yep. have a tenant that's the brewery. Yeah. We don't own the brewery. No, we own the real estate. Not that I'd be totally opposed to that, but just to make it clear, we don't own the brewery. 
So those are the kind of deals we're doing. So and those some of those deals, as a matter of fact, probably half of what we're doing came from um, marketing sessions that that we've been promoting. If you just tuned in, Mark Mayfield has just called in with uh, the SEC, which is not the, the not SEC like Security and Exchange Commission. Yeah, I just I thought up of a slogan or motto for y'all for What's the that? SEC. If there's a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Remember the remember the song. Yeah. Check out my hook when my DJ rolls. I don't get it. If there's a problem, because you're always just solving problems. You think about it. The people own the real estate. Well, you know what Scott said. And the real estate is just the real estate. It is what it is. It's a widget. It's a thing. It produces income, whatever. But if there's a problem, yo, I'll solve it. <laughs> now, that's a great motto, man. Scott said they're the Navy SEALs of real estate. Yeah, the Navy SEALs of commercial real estate. Of commercials, yeah. Yeah, Navy SEALs of commercial real estate. So, secouncilors.com. Um, if you want to lend some money, you can lend money at the marketing sessions. I mean, yeah, I mean do you realize that? You yes. can take money and, and exchange that for mortgages? Well, it's like Mark said earlier. You know, a lot of people really don't think about this this way. The, the average homeowner is just selling their house because they want another house. That's a, the vast, per, the vast, yeah, the, the largest percentage of the transactions in single-family real estate is just simply because somebody wants something bigger, smaller, across town, another state, whatever. But when you start looking at commercial real estate, why does the person that owns it even own it in the first place? There's just, a benefit to own Let's it. assume it's not owner-occupied, so they're not owning the real estate to run their business out of it. It's a warehouse. It's an industrial building. It's apartment complex, whatever. They just own it because it's it's just hopefully throwing off income. Well, it could be income could be one benefit. Tax shelter. Tax shelter could be another benefit. Future appreciation. That could be another benefit. And the other one. Well, the, the one that I like the most is the ability to leverage. Yeah. Uh, the, it's a, it's, it's, you can leverage real estate. Right. So It's when, hard to leverage. Well, you can borrow money against a business. But you can't borrow. It's just more complicated. But yeah. just to keep it simple for the, you know, the time we have left. So if the owner, the client or us in our case, when you're representing us, you know, why are you selling this thing, this piece of property, whatever it is? And, and like Mark said, you're not going to eat the cash. You're not going to put it go, in the bed and wall around in it. Yeah. You're not going to go to Walmart with it. You know, you're going to replace it more than likely with another property of some so, kind. So why so not just trade it? So what you're telling me is, is cash has no intrinsic value except for the means of exchange exactly. for another commodity. Right, because if you just lay a bunch of cash on the table, I don't care if it's a dollar or a kajillion dollars, it's, it's not going to do anything for you by itself. Now, the average person, if you just laid a million bucks on the table, oh, wow, that'd be really, really cool. Man, I got a million dollars. Well, cool. Big whoop to do. You got a million dollars laying there in a stack of Benjamins. Well, what are you going to do with it? You know, you're going to invest it in something, hopefully. You know, and all you're going to hear us talk about is real estate. I mean, there's stocks and businesses and cattle or whatever. But for our purposes, it's real estate, whether it's land or multifamily or so every time I, every time I want to get something, I have to trade my money for it. Yeah, I got to trade money for it. Or I got to trade another property for it. It's all I, you know, I can't well, trade. If I want to buy a gallon of milk, I got to go trade money for it. Yeah, I can't trade chickens for it. I didn't really want the money. I really wanted the gallon of milk. Yeah, you have to ask Sam about the trading chickens. Well, does he trade chickens? No, no. Just when we're in the office tomorrow or Monday, you can just ask him about the trading chickens. Why? Well, what happened? 
Did we kill some chickens or something? No, we didn't know. Is did, this is did old. something happen? This has nothing to do before I even knew you. So just ask Samuel next week. Did, did the chickens die or something? I'm I mean, not going to tell you. Did, you know, when I was growing I'm up. I'm going to make you wonder all weekend. You know, when I was growing up, we moved around so much <laughs> that when a pickup truck pulled up in our driveway, all our chickens laid down and crossed their legs. <laughs> they knew it was time to go? Yeah, they just laid down and crossed their legs and this, they knew it was time to move. You read that on Facebook, didn't you? No, my pappy. I think my pappy said that or somebody said one of the other the old-time jokesters said that. Because I didn't have chickens. What's going on there? Huh? What's that noise? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. One of just, those breathing protectors over my mic. I can hear myself. I'm, maybe I don't know what's going on here. If you just tuned in, I'm Jason. This is Tracy, and we buy stuff. We really know what we're real doing. Estate. Give me a call at 864-444-7650 to learn more about what we can do. Go to jasondiller.com. We're looking for 120000 at 8% on houses worth two hundred. Um Another thing that we do is manage property. We haven't mentioned that today. We manage single-family houses for only 50 bucks a month. 50 bones. So if you want to quit dealing with the tenants and everything and let us do it for you for only 50 bucks a month, we can handle that for you. And that set out that Tracy mentioned earlier, uh, mm, we've had to set people out before, but if you're paying us 50 bucks a month to do full service property management, we're going to do the set. I know we'll charge for it. You have to pay for the set out. We don't, you don't, that the 50 bucks a month doesn't include a set out. That just, that's just the fee. Yeah. The, the monthly, that monthly fee. The fee, the set out, you know what, you want to know what the set out, what's that noise, man? Uh, don't worry about it, man. Okay. We're on the radio. You know what that set out cost us? What did it cost us? Guess. Oh, there it goes. Is that better? Yeah, your elbow. I don't know what was going on there. I know what it is. Let me show you. Do it again. Oh, it was the fan. Okay, I'm glad. Whew, man, uh, that, that was, was close. Killing me. I'm glad. I mean, we I, know, that I out. know you used to put in car stereos and everything has to be perfect. <laughs> you know, but no, it was just well. If I could hear it, I knew our listeners could hear it. Anyway, let's move on past it. Uh, guess how much? I'm not going to tell you. Well, the first I almost said it. The first time we went down there, that the constable didn't that works for the government. That gets paid by the hour that it wasn't worth his time to wait for two people to do the work. That probably cost us something. We paid the two guys to show up to do nothing once. Mm-hmm. So there's a hundred dollars right there, I guess. And then four men worked for how long? Well, I have no idea how long. I didn't hear probably $650. It was 600, $600 to and get the house empty. And I hope that was both trips. I don't know, but and, and you know what? I'm not going to beat the constable up. I get it. I mean, they. Some of these counties, the constable has back-to-back-to-back-to-back evictions all over. I mean, they've only got so much time allotted because they've scheduled, and it's really the landlord's responsibility to make sure that they can get out. You know, they're not going to show up for an eviction at 10 a.m. and wait till 6 p.m. You know, if the one crotchety old landlord comes by himself and tries to do it by himself, that ain't going to happen. Well, some constables just call it. But it was kind of aggravating because he was an hour late. So we had two guys sit, drive all the way down there, sit there, and wait an hour on him to be on time. Not on time. Well, he was probably late because the last, the previous one didn't the have enough help. The previous set out didn't have enough help. Yeah. And they have to stand there. They can't help. The constable can't help. They could call it though. They're there. We've had them call it before. They're there to keep the peace. You know what the call it means? Means they're gone. That ain't, their, that ain't, that ain't like going to the beacon. No, all their junk's here. Call it. They Pick have, up your tray like you do in school. They have it's been. all right to pass in line. Come on down. Come on down. Hey, Red, I want a double chili chase a plantai. 
pork, a plantain, double cheeseburger, my state. What goes on inside your head? I don't know. You, <laughs> I, you know, I went to the Beacon right before uh, our Dillard reunion and got some stuff for the fam family, so it got me got me started. But anyway, so the constable. What were you saying about the constable? He didn't call it. He won't call it. You lost me. Why don't you just call it? We've had the constables call it before. Oh, I know what I was going to say. They have the final say. They have the authority at the property to make the decision to give the management company slash landlord possession. So you own the property, but you don't have possession when you have a tenant living there. The tenant has possession. So who releases that possession. Well, if the lease ends and the tenant's paid on time and they move, leave the place neat and clean, they release possession back to the manager or the landlord. But in eviction, the constable has to give you possession. So when they show up at the at the set out and they determine that the occupant's gone, even though they have left a bunch of trash and maybe some of their belongings and stuff, then they can make that determination. They can call it. That's not normal, though. Normally, they have you put it all out on the street, move everything, set it by the street. If it ain't raining. Yeah, if it's not raining or projected to rain that day. And then you can't take anything, but as soon as you leave, the vultures come out and scatter everything. Yeah, by law, you have to, the management company has to leave everything by the curb for 48 hours. So Mm -hmm. you can't touch it. But of course, everybody in the world comes out of the woodworks soon as everybody's stuff is out by the road. Yeah, so all the stuff, anything that's good in the stuff gets scavenged, and it's in the, the neighbor's uh, yard sale on Saturday. But so thankfully, you know, thankfully this is, I don't know how we got so zoned in on this topic, but, you know, it's, this is just a real small percentage of the, the renting population. You know, we don't really have to do set-outs that often relative to how much property we manage. It, and it's just sad, really. To me, it's just sad. It is. You know. It is. So if you just don't want to worry about set outs and you just want to lend money and always receive a payment, whether the tenant pays or not, give me a call at 864-444-7650. Go to jasondillard.com to learn about how we borrow money. Right now we're looking for 120 at 8% on a property worth 200. What a, what an opportunity for you, even out of your retirement accounts to make an 8% return on 120,000. So give me a call at 864-444. 7650. And remember, the biggest reason for failure isn't lack of knowledge or ability, it's in action. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every single time. 